1: Hi, everybody, this is the Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. In fact, the name Badger probably comes from the French word Beche, meaning
0: digger. It's that Badger style.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast. I'm James, wishing you a very, very Merry Christmas. And if we don't talk again, a very happy New Year as well. You would expect me to say this, but it is a very good edition of the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast this week. Graeme Hodcastle, the cricket journalist, joins me. We go through our runners and riders for the Big Bash League. Just getting underway in Australia, one of the best T20 competitions on the calendar. Some English interest, myself and Graham, we pick our winners for the Big Bash after going through each of the franchises in quite some detail. And then the inaugural Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcasts Awards. The Badgers are going to be handed out by myself and Graham at the end of the show. Who is the Emerging Player of the Year? Who is the Player of the Year? The Team of the Year? Writer? Commentator? And we finish off by awarding our first ever lifetime achievement award it's all here on the cricket badger radio show podcast it's that badger style Graham Castle. it's Christmas time. I thought I'd get you back on the podcast for one last time this year. I'll give you the question, first of all, hills or flats? Flats. You go first, then. You're batting first. <laughs> <laughs> what What is going on in the Big Bash League? Why? What is wrong with having a normal coin toss, heads or tails? Why do we have to be tossing
0: bats in the air? Oh, I, I saw you tweet about this yesterday. I, th- I think you're getting, I think you're getting on your high horse a bit for something that's um, that's not really that important. It's just a bit, of, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? You know, so my my horse is bit, very high. <laughs> something a bit different that's pretty inconsequential, really. You know, that that competition is all about bringing the kids into it, perhaps more than any other uh, competition in the world. And those little bits of innovations are what happen in backyard cricket all over the world not just in Australia but obviously they play they play a lot more of it in Australia than we do in England it's certainly not the conditions to be playing it at the moment so Anyway, will
1: um, somebody grabbed my bat and threw it in the air and said held all flat so they said buy me a new bat thank you very much
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I, I take your point it, it, it was a throwaway comment at the start of this podcast but I think we can both agree we are very much big bash fans aren't we and uh, it's great to see it back
0: yeah definitely I, I, it's, it's actually one of my favourite times of the year um, because of the big bash you know there's cricket on at the perfect time every day you get up game of cricket sometimes two in a day and it's great you know I think I think that competition is so competitive that that it's yeah and it, it's just it's just really good fun to watch that I think they do the commentary well the coverage is is, is excellent you know and, and it's it's a little bit like the, the grass is greener syndrome isn't it you know you, you just want to be there in in warm sunshine when when we're freezing cold at this time of year so so yeah it always brings it always brings a, a kind of nice warm feeling when the big bash comes around
1: we're talking today it's uh, it's Thursday and we've had a couple of games already played in the competition, but it's not too late to preview it. There's an awful lot of cricket still to be played. We've seen the um, Renegades beat the Perth Scorchers today, and that's that's a, a result that surprised me. You look at Perth, well, A, they've got the pedigree. From the previous seven incarnations of the Big Bash, they've never failed to make the semi-finals. They've won the competition three times, and that would be a disappointing start for Adam Voges as the new head coach of the Perth Scorchers, won't
0: it? Yeah, it, well, it wasn't a massive surprise. Surprise to me, to be honest, for, for a, a number of reasons. One, I think the Renegades are a side who got so much more in their locker than they've shown over the last few years. I think they're a very dangerous side, despite the fact that they haven't really threatened consistently enough. I, I know they reached the, the semi final last year and were beaten by Adelaide, weren't they, I think. The the Marvel Stadium is one of those grounds that is a real home advantage ground for me. In in a similar way to, quite ironically, at how you look at Perth and, and the old Wacker ground, that, that they had so much success on that that, that venue where it's fast and bouncy. At Marvel, it's slow, it's low, it's a drop-in pitch that's, that's only just come in over the last week or so, having had various different sports being played there. And, and concerts as well, so it's quite a, a different wicket to what Perth are used to. And they were they were hoodwinked a little bit today, weren't they? You've
1: got a team with Aaron Finch, Marcus Harris, decent lineup that the Renegades have got, haven't they? Dan Christians, I think, a very underrated T20 player, often crops up with match-winning contributions at times. So they've got a, a decent squad there to pick from.
0: Yeah, they have. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be without Finch and Harris for a reasonable amount of of, of well, probably the majority of the competition, aren't they? But they've got they've got this uh, this Pakistani lad Shinwari the left arm quick who, who was the first time I saw him bowl this morning Samula Sam- Shinwari uh, isn't it? yeah and, and reminded me so much of Junaid Khan actually when he first came to Lancashire that he was he was an unknown and because of that Hadn't been seen much by opposition. Bold as Yorkers, bold with decent pace. If you change up, you got, you got a wicket with a slower ball. He looked a, a decent find for me. I, I realise he's not going to play all the competition. But then they've got Harry Gurney coming in, who, who's a solid enough T20 cricketer. You, you know what you're going to get with him. Again, he might not be uh, that well-known in Australia, so that may that may help him with success so yeah I think I think they'll be there and thereabouts come the end of it as well I, I, as I do with Perth I think they, their squad is is just incredibly strong well, um, You go you
1: go through their, their squad list um, and if we start just with the, the bowling attack yeah, David Willey the Englishman you've got AJ Ty who's just been incredibly successful in the big bash Jason Barron Darth Nathan Coulter Nile got uh, Sean Marsh Hilton Cartwright the bat as well and obviously you've got uh, Mr Klinger the leading run scorer of all time in, in Big Bash history. They've they got pretty much every single base covered, haven't they?
0: They have. They have, and there doesn't look to be a great deal of disruption there this year. Yes, they're going to be without Mitch Marsh for, for parts of it. Sean Marsh, I think you can pretty much write him off for the majority, but he's still got a lot of power. The one thing that will will help them is that I I say it will, it will help all teams really. Is that the, the schedule of one-day cricket is just a week, so they're going to still have the likes of Ty Coulter-Nile available for the vast majority of that competition, which is a, which is a massive thing. And when you looked at previous years, those kind of players had gone away right at the um, the pointy end of the competition. You know? So it was it, it's it's a real different thing this year and and with the, the 14 games as well. I think it's going to be a really interesting big bat.
1: They've got two Yorkies batting one and three for them in the the lineup. And Today, anyway, in today's defeat, Sam Whiteman, the wicketkeeper batsman who was born in Yorkshire, who was very much an Aussie, is opening the innings and uh, David Willey going in at number three. We've seen David Willey... I wonder help. how long it would take you to bring that up. <laughs> we, we've seen David Willey, though. He, he, he's very, very capable with the bat. On his day, he can really hit some big big balls, can't he? So that could be a, a weapon that maybe a lot of people don't consider.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's been a little bit unused, hasn't he, in, um, in T20 cricket with both Perth and with England as well um, England a a bit more understandably given the fact that they've just got so many options in that form of the game but it has surprised me that in the in the first couple of years it's only been sporadically that he's, he's batted up the order so fingers crossed for, from his point of view that he gets a good run up at, at three and, and gets some runs and shows just what he's capable of.
1: We were talking prior to pressing record about Usman Khadir as well who I've seen a lot of previews of the Big Bash read a lot of previews where people are saying he's been an inspiration Pick. He's one for the yeah one that could come. From left field and, and taken an, an awful lot of wickets in this I'm yet to be convinced by him to be honest that, Yeah, the reason he left Pakistan was because he, he couldn't get many games in Pakistan he's obviously settled in Australia now you look at his record he hasn't played that many games there's not a lot of proof that he is the real deal
0: now, I think he had a, a decent JLT one day cup didn't he at the, the start of the Aussie season and, and today I'll be honest was the first time that I've actually clapped eyes on him and, uh, and watched him bowl you were telling me off air that he was at the Emirates T20 that we were at a couple of years ago and I may well have seen him there but I, I can't remember it if I'm being completely honest and uh, oh,
1: no, that stays a lot doesn't it because you, you would have remembered him if he played uh, played really yeah, well I think he bowled yeah, a, a few tie overs but nothing exceptional
0: yeah and I think that was that was actually a competition that I dipped in and out of for a, a day and, and, and didn't cover the whole thing so maybe I didn't actually see him I can't, I can't remember but I was quite surprised and quite underwhelmed by him today that when you see a good leg spinner you think Imran Tahir Yassir Shah for example different form of the game I realise he's more of a test match bowler isn't he Matthew Parkinson who we'll have seen quite a bit of in England playing for Lancashire you make sure
1: you get your lanky in
0: there yeah 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 exactly you've got to you you see a a kind of fizz and a bounce and a real kind of energetic style about them to me today you just kind of kind of like you know you just kind of like
1: (laughs) you just kind of how do you write that in your piece how do you spell that yeah
0: exactly yeah (laughs) spell check wouldn't really uh, cover that would it I suppose and that was a technical term as well it just kinda of like lolloped in, just rolled over, rolled his action over. There was no real aggression to it. Now, I admit it was it was one off game in difficult circumstances. He was bowling in difficult circumstances despite the fact that his team would perhaps had a had a glimmer of hope there, you know, the renegades were four down, weren't they, quite cheaply. But he was still only defending hundred. So he had to, to try and bowl magic balls to get wickets. There is that to, to defend him with. And hopefully from his point of view he will see more fast and bouncy wickets in Perth that Optus Stadium should bring. So we'll see. We'll see. But I I, I agree with you and and endorse what you just said. He was... Quite underwhelming today, and I, I'm yet to be convinced.
1: And Perth have built a lot of their campaigns on playing the fir- the hashtag the furnace. It was fortress the furnace, wasn't it for them? They've had to obviously change the grounds. Do you think that's going to have a, a major impact on their chances? It could do.
0: Yeah, it, it could do. It, it was no real surprise to me that they got beat by the hurricanes last year. And I think I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if I if I actually said this to you on a podcast that I, I fully expected them to get beat because it was just a law of averages and just how how strange and weird and wonderful sport can be that they've had so such a good record at the Wacker, and then they went and played the biggest game of that season on a different ground. There was all the fanfare about it being a new stadium, full house, etc., etc. I could just see it like falling apart on them. Really, it's. A, I mean, it's a fabulous stadium. I went there for um, for a rugby league game earlier this year. Um, and it's it's a vast stadium, but it's 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 a really really impressive venue. Um, so hopefully they can settle in, uh, and and I see no particular reason why they can't. The the pitch looked a decent one for the test that was played there recently. So yeah, it could be it could be a. I don't, I, I don't quite expect them to have the unbelievable record they have at, at, at the Wacker because that, that really would be going some. You know, there's no reason why it can't be a decent record.
1: Are you looking to get your business in front of the cricket world? Join forces with the fastest growing cricket podcast on the web, the Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcast, brought to you in association with your business. Take an advert on the pod or become the headline sponsor. Contact us, cricketbadger at hotmail.com for support very reasonable prices and joining the fun as the Cricket Budget radio show podcast continues to go from strength to strength. we be talking about leg spin and Usman Khadir's chances with Perth scorchers we, we've seen a lot of Adler Rashid and when he's bowling well you know, like you said he's got the bounce he's got the fears he's got the energy and it's obvious another player that has exactly that and probably more is Rashid Khan the Afghan leg spinner he's part of the Adelaide strikers lineup and he's going to be hugely pivotal to their chances and doesn't tend to let teams down when he plays for them but they've got a very good side as well you've got Travis Head in there as their captain Alex Carey has been and fantastic calling Ingram is a very well-traveled and very good T20 player, and um, Jake Lehman as well, He's had a little bit of time at Yorkshire as well in that uh, lineup. Rashid Khan with the ball, they've got some serious talent in there, Billy Stanlake, the tall fast bowler too, is uh, somebody that in T20 cricket, hits his Yorkers which is quite some uh, from task, um, bowling it from the height he does, but Adelaide Strikers under Jason Gillespie got off to a winning start, and they've got a serious chance again to retain their title, haven't they?
0: Yeah, they're, they're actually my favourites to win it, I think, and, and when you just mentioned Rashid Khan, he was a fairly notable admission from my from my early list, wasn't he, which is slightly embarrassing because he was the best of them. But yeah, I, I think they, it, it, whoever beats them, you know, in the in the kind of latter stages, will go on to win the competition. I think they're a really serious unit, and, uh, and Gillespie has got them uh, has got them working like a well-oiled machine.
1: You look at teams that uh, Jason has been in charge of. He had success with Yorkshire, took them to the NatWest T20 Blast final back in 2012, wasn't it? He's uh, pretty much. Have success in t in the t twenty format wherever he's gone.
0: Yeah, without without actually going without actually going that, that final step. I mean, there was when he was at Yorkshire, there was that kind of yeah. He's done it in the championship, but hasn't really got them over the line in the one day stuff. You know, he kept making the the last stage of the Royal London and uh, beating in some important games, knockout games, semi finals, quarter finals, what have you. Beaten at finals day couple of years. One 2012, one 15, 16. can't remember. so so yeah the, there is that he kind of finally broke through that barrier with with the strikers last year and I, I see no reason why he't can't, he can't build on that with with them this year again. I, I really can see them making it two out of two.
1: You uh, look at the team that they beat in the opening game, um, Brisbane Heat. As you said, I mean, 14 games is a a long way to go. An early defeat doesn't uh, rule you out by any means, but you've got a Brisbane Heat side there. Brendan McCullum, plenty of uh, decent players in amongst their ranks. Uh, Matt Renshaw, obviously, uh, discarded by the, the test team, but is in that squad. Chris Lynn, when he's when he's firing, um, nobody does it better at the top of the order. Got some uh, very good batsmen in that lineup and some decent uh, bowling. But maybe the bowling could be their weakness? Maybe. Um, you know, I, I think it's,
0: it's an interesting move that they've replaced McCollum with, with Lynn as captain because Lynn isn't going to be available for the full competition. And, and I thought McCollum w- was an excellent and, and innovative captain. So I, I, I was, that was a, a move that I was quite surprised by. But are batting is so strong but it's so often the bowling that wins you wins you games isn't it and, and wins your competitions if you if you're looking at a, a side to win you a competition you look down the bowling lineup really because wickets win games you know you look at you look at the strikers we were talking about the bowling options that they have that you were just mentioning Stanley, Kahn Lachlan Michael a an improving bowler you know and a very useful one it's you know, bowl, bowling options are so important. And Majib, yeah, he's going he's to be, be an interesting prospect for some batsmen who come up against the heat. Going back to what we were saying earlier on about the, the likes of, of Shimwari. Not many people know a great deal about him in Australia, so that could maybe have a, a, a positive impact for him. But I, I, I'm not particularly expecting them to be one of the four at the end
1: of it. Go on to Melbourne Stars now, and you go back through. The Norse, I don't expect them to qualify. No, but they've they've always been. I mean, big time Charlie might be a little bit unfair, but they've been a team of individuals rather than the a team to me. Um, the likes of Kevin Peterson floating in, floating out. You've had in the past, well, Luke Wright, a very good T20 opener, but James Faulkner has gone as well now. You look at their batting lineup, and it is yeah, probably the same as uh, the Brisbane Heat. Very good explosive batting lineup. You've got Hanscom in there. You've got uh, Nick Maddinson, who I rate quite highly. You've got Ben a- Dunk,
0: a governor, who's
1: had success. Glenn Maxwell, um, who's their captain, has got a lot on his shoulders too, but I, I- don't look down their bowling attack and think they're going to really cause people problems.
0: I disagree with you, actually. I, I think their batting is a real problem. You've got Ben Dunk, who had a shocking campaign last year. So there's pressure on him already. Yeah. Hanscom in the test side. So, again, his availability may well be limited. I realise there are question marks around him, his spot in that test side at the moment. But, but still, he, he's not going to be available for the early games, certainly. You've got Nick Madinson who's just broken his arm. He's out for... A, at least four weeks next month or so you would think So which is a major chunk isn't it yeah yeah um, Maxwell obviously is a fabulous player and has been in decent form for Australia in T20 cricket of late. so yeah he, sh- he should be a, a big weapon for them but he's going to need somebody around him to help him out well, is that going to fall down to somebody like Dwayne Bravo I don't know. You know, if it does, you need, you're going to need somebody else. So yeah, somebody like Ben Duncan is talented, and if he can get back to the the form we saw from him a few years ago, then it could well surprise a few. But I I don't I don't see it to be honest. Like you, I don't see
1: them necessarily progressing too far through the competition. Let, let's move on to Hobart, the Hurricanes. Captain by George Bailey. They've got Joffrey Archer in there. Tymo Mills as well from England. Um, you've got Darcy Short, who I think is a terrific player in the shortest form of the game. Ben McDermott, I saw a century he scored. Was it last big bash, the big bash before, when he was just ridiculous hitting as a cricket yeah. ball? They, they've got some uh, names in there that can win games.
0: They have. They have. And uh, Matthew Wade is going to be a big, um, a big player for them. New captain, probably going to open the bat in. the the only area of their side that worries me is the spin bowling. They've let Cameron Boyce go to the renegades. There's no real obvious candidate. Something like a Clive Rose is going to have to stand up and, and do and do quite a lot of the donkey work there. He's not a He's not a standout performer. Is he? He's a solid enough player, but he wouldn't be the leader of my spin attack in a, in a in a title winning title winning team. But if he can have a really good competition, then. I can see them really challenging the strikers.
1: They've, they've had the worst bowling economy rate as a collective unit over the last three years of big bash. They need to put that right, don't they?
0: Yeah, somebody like a Timo Mills, I mean, he struggled, actually. If he, if he can turn that around, then that is a major, major plus for, for Hobart. Uh,
1: somebody like Timo Mills is, uh, you know, on his day, careful of ripping out a few wickets, isn't he? But uh, when, you, when you're that fast, yeah, you yeah. get it slightly wrong, you can go for... Go for some runs as well, can't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think they will qualify for the for the latter stages for the knockouts, and from then on, anything can happen. I I, I see them being a, a threat um, despite despite, for... despite what I've said about the spin.
1: A new feature on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast is the letters page. Very much in inverted commas, because what we want you to do is to record your comments on to your telephone. Send us the audio to cricketbadger at hotmail.com and we'll play it out as part of that letter page function. Maybe even react to what you say, whether it's an opinion on cricket, international or domestic. Maybe you've got some selection suggestions for the England team or for your county. Maybe you just want to have a bit of a rant. Make it anything up to a minute long. Send it in to cricketbadger at hotmail.com where you might find yourself on next week's Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcast. In recent weeks on the Cricket Pazzy Radio Show podcast we've had David Gower, we've had Joe Root, we've had Daniel Norcross, Gordon Greenwich, Desmond Haynes, Joel Garner, Ronnie Arani, Chetiswa Pajara, James Foster, Daniel Baldruman, Sam Hayne, Brett D'Oliveira, Keaton Jennings, Delray Rawlings, Richard Gleeson, Anthony McGrath, Paul Collingwood. We're building up quite a few test caps and there are many, many more to come. Thank you so much. For all your comments on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast, it is much appreciated as it goes from strength to strength. You can find the podcast every single week on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Visa, Radio Public. We're growing. Grow with us. Have your say on all things cricket. Contact us on Twitter at cricket underscore badger. By email, cricketbadger at hotmail.com. Comment on things mentioned in shows, suggest. Future topics for future programs and get involved as the Critic Badger Radio Show podcast continues to go from strength to the strength. It's that badger style. me Thunder, and um, we 've got a couple of uh, well pretty high profile Englishmen playing for for them this time. Joss Butler um, is in the uh, link um, Lancashire keeper batsman you've got Joe root the England captain has finally no, got know. a uh, t20 franchise gig um overseas, which is something I know he's been looking. For for probably the last twelve months, um, IPL turned him down. Big Bash have um snapped him up. But other than Shane Watson, um, Howard is a, a decent spinner. You got Pat Cummins in that lineup too. But mm, Osman Kharja, but it, I'm not quite, not not convinced by Sydney Thunder. No, they're
0: they're, they're an emerging side, aren't they? They've, they've got some some youngish talent who who could come through. The likes of Curtis obviously Curtis Patterson. Uh, towards the top of the order and then you've got Aaron there, uh, who who's kind of like a little bit of a mystery spinner in a sense isn't he mm-hmm. they are they are an emerging side for me <laughs> and with that comes a little bit of an unknown quantity you know obviously with Butler and Root they're only going to be available for the first seven games they've got to make the most of, of those early games as, as Specifically with Butler around, I mean he, he is the the match winner in T Twenty cricket. We've seen it from Rooty on on a number of occasions, but not quite as often. Uh, well, Josh, Josh
1: Butler uh, was the was arguably the star of the IPL, wasn't he? You know, his run of fifties yeah. in the IPL was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean he's it, if if you're talking about world's best T Twenty players, he's on your first two or three, isn't he, on on the list of the first two or three T Twenty players in the world. There's absolutely no no danger of that. Root. Could be that, but hasn't had the exposure, and, and hopefully this is a, a real springboard for him to, to push his game on. Um, obviously, we want to see that in a Yorkshire shirt more than more than we're doing a Sydney Thunder shirt, but. You know, everybody's got to start somewhere and, and, and the schedule is allowing him to play at this time of the year for the Thunder. So it's a good look for him.
1: Is there any pressure, added pressure on Joe? You know, we know him reasonably well. He seems to take most things in his stride. But because he is determined to try and get an IPL gig and, and maybe a few more gigs like this abroad... He wants to perform in the big think, class, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, I don't think the IPL is, is a particular, not say so driver for him, because obviously he would want that. But I don't think that is his top priority. I think his top priority is improving his get to ensure that he is a first-choice pick for England when they return to Australia in 2020 for the World T20. I think that is the major driver for him, just to purely improve his game. And with that, a knock-on effect of that, Come can come with with IPL deals for the Big Bash exposure, Pakistan Super League. If if it all works out, but I think the way that the way that Root kind of advances his career, everything is about the most important thing is about England, Yorkshire. First, I think everything else is a little bit of a bonus, and and this this is exactly what this next month or so is for him. It's a bonus. You know, he's got quite lucky that the schedule has, has worked out in his favour. So I'd play down the idea of uh, of IPL. I mean, obviously he's not got one this year. I don't even think he was in the auction this year. So yeah, the, the England stuff is, is the primary driver for him, I think. You you, took,
1: you look at Joe Root and Joss Butler, and they're two good examples, aren't they, of how you can fathom a career in T20 with completely different kind of approaches to it. Joe Root is more of your accumulator. He can obviously hit the big ball as well, but he's one of those guys that he's in there for 10 minutes, you don't really notice him, and all of a sudden he's got 23 on the board and he's, he, he's off. Whereas Joss Butler is... Clear the Ropes guy Hits the boundaries
0: Yeah I mean Roots Roots one day game Has evolved Hasn't it Since Mm. the early stages What 2011 2012 When he He couldn't really Find Find a kind of Regular home for himself In Yorkshire's T20 side, we were perhaps saying he was a little bit frantic, trying to trying to manufacture shots because he didn't have have the power then. I actually do think he has got the power now. I've seen it a couple of times actually in Roses' games at Old Trafford in recent years, where he has played some fabulous innings. And and last year when when Yorkshire were chasing what 170 odd in 15 overs at Old Trafford, and he. he he got seventy odd and, and nearly got them home uh, right at the death. Um, that was a that was a magical knock. So he has got the all the tools to be a top line T20 player. Unfortunately, he just hasn't had the the chance to show it really.
1: The last of the teams that we um, we need to go through, Sydney Sixers, um, deemed by quite a few people to be the outsiders this year. But you look down their squad, they decent balance. You've got a few youngsters in there that could, could maybe the hand up a little bit. You, Joe Denley obviously from uh, England, has uh, suddenly seems to be rejuvenated on the international st- stage. Jordan Silk's in there, um, and you've got the uh, the young leggy, Lloyd Pope, who I, I'd love to see him get a little bit of a uh, little bit of a chance because he's obviously um, got a big future ahead of him. Tom Curran, as well from England, is in there. Not not necessarily A list names, but possibly as a balanced team. And we all know that with T20, if you can get on a little bit of a run, know your roles in the side, and, uh, and start that momentum going in the right. Direction, you, you can
0: can succeed. Yeah, they they are again. They are a bit of an unknown. They've um, they've had a little bit of an overhaul of their squad, and I would certainly put them above the the stars. You know, I would certainly fancy them more than the stars. That that is for sure. Quite whether they've got enough to get into the into the latter stages, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't particularly back them, but. You know, it, it wouldn't be a, a complete shock if if you did get in there. I think they are a, a side with with potential, um, a side with capability. Whether that all comes together over the next few weeks, it, it remains to be seen.
1: I think they'd be my pick, my dark horses to maybe make the final four. I don't see them winning the, the tournament, but I think they they could. Do a little bit more than some people are suggesting. If I'm if I was to pick a winner, Graham, I'm gonna go back to the uh the tried and trusted. I know they've lost their opening game and it was a bit of a disappointment for them, but Perth Scorches to me are the team with the pedigree in the big bash and I think they'll be there or thereabouts come uh, finals day again this time would you uh, agree with that or are you going to take somebody else
0: well I I, I, my favourites are going to be the Adelaide Strikers I I think they will they will be very hard to beat Um, if I had to pick a final four I would go the Strikers the Scorchers the Renegades and the Hurricanes that would be my final four and then you go from there really Discover one of the most beautiful lifestyle resorts in the Caribbean at the Accra Beach Hotel and Spa. Located on the south coast of Barbados, this beachfront property offers 224 rooms, sparkling pools, four restaurants, three bars, an on site spa, event and conferencing facilities, and a welcoming team providing unparalleled relaxation to make your stay a memorable one. What are you waiting for? Book your reservation at this award-winning hotel today and experience the Caribbean dream.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever edition of the Badges, the Cricket Badget Radio Show Podcast Annual Awards. Thank you very much for voting in various categories over the last few weeks on the Twitter feed. And I'm joined by my glamorous assistant tonight to uh, open the envelopes and to read out the winners, Graham Hardcastle. Afternoon. <laughs> well, that, was, that was After the big build-up That's all I get from you
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, well it, was, it was quite a big build-up I can't exactly see you being the next voiceover for X-Factor
1: <laughs> oh, We'll start, Graham With our first awards of the evening um, You're wearing your nice ball gown I've got my dinner jacket on And we're here with envelopes at there ready to open them To uh, announce the awards here We'll start off with the best emerging player of 2018 mm-hmm. And we asked for this to be voted for On the at cricket underscore badge. Twitter feed. The best newcomer under the age of 23. The nominations, Graham, were Ollie Pope, the Surrey and England player, Privy Shaw, um, the Indian youngster, Shaheen Afridi, the Pakistan pace bowler, and Sam Curran, the England all rounder who has had a good year with Surrey as well. The votes piled up, and you've got the envelope there. Could you open it and tell us who the winner is?
0: Is Sam Curran.
1: Well done, Sam Curran. The England all-rounder, he's had an exceptional year, Graham, hasn't he? 2018 has been Sam Curran's year. And, uh, well, quite rightly, he has been voted for by the Badger Public as the best newcomer of 2018. Yeah, he's
0: he, he's been superb, hasn't he? And topped off this week with a, with a bumper IPL deal as well, which is which is great for him. And just everything he's touched just, uh, has almost turned to gold, really. He started off the season like a house on fire with Surrey, had Joe Root for a duck in, in a championship match at the Oval, so he obviously went on to win the title. He put in some fabulous and, and vital contributions for England in, in, in the Test match arena. Most notably, at Edgbaston against the Indians and, uh, and kind of turned that game around with the bat. It continued in Lanka and now he's got himself an IPL deal as well. So, so yeah, richly deserved. Ooh,
1: literally. Bank balance boosted and reputation boosted. Had a fantastic 2018. <laughs> Our next award, Graham, is uh, the Commentator of the Year on the Badger Awards. This can be a TV commentator or a radio commentator. The nominations are Mark Church, the Surrey BBC broadcaster, called home at the Championship this year, Rob Key of Sky, David Lloyd of Sky, Martin Nicholas, who did really well on the talk sport coverage from Sri Lanka, and Australian Ricky Ponting. (laughs) Okay I've got the I've got the envelope here in front of me Graham open it up here and the winner of the best commentator of 2018 is is Mr Mark Church of Surrey BBC commentator has called home at the Championship for Surrey. been a while since Surrey took the title. But Mark Church, not just this year, but every year, does a sterling job on the county circuit. And obviously has done a bit of uh, running at the end of it. Done a sterling job in, through the autumn too. Running for charity in uh, the name of his dad to raise some great money for cancer charities. So uh, Mark Church, congratulations.
0: Yeah, rich, richly deserved. He has been a, a very very good and, uh, and welcome face at, uh, at the early- well, every, every time you go there he's, he's always welcoming and, and a great broadcaster not just not just on radio but social media and with with video a couple of years ago when he was working for the club as well just a, a, an all-round top broadcaster and as you say, what, what he did with with the pancreatic cancer. Challenge for for his father in memory of his father running between the Oval and Lords was was great and he will be as as delighted as anyone that Surrey won the title um, and also a little plug for his book as well typical Surrey that's always a, a comment you hear him make every time you again you turn up at the Oval or see him at Scarborough as we did this year he's got a book out and uh, and that's a pretty good reader I, I bought that a couple of weeks ago and um, and I would highly recommend that to anybody. That's back and across on Twitter feed if you want to
1: catch. With Churchy He's finished his runs now But it's not too late To donate to his uh, good cause As Graham says uh, A fantastic effort From him in the autumn And great behind the mic As well So congratulations Mark Church Our commentator of the year the uh, next award is for the Cricket Writer of the Year. And the Badger nominations are... Mike Atherton of The Guardian, always writes a good piece, as Athers, George DeBell of ESPN Cricket Info, um, always across every single part of cricket, Will McPherson to the standards, who is uh, a young writer, but making his way very, very quickly into people's consciousness, and Vic Marks, the former Somerset in England, Spin Bowler, who uh, I, I always like his turn of phrase in his articles. He uh, writes in a very engaging manner got the envelope in front of me Graham and I'll open it now the winner the badger goes to the cricket writer of the year it's George DeBell from ESPN Crick Info come Bell. on I didn't win um, you were nominated mate you weren't
0: nominated.
1: <laughs> it's as simple as <laughs> that. Uh, but George, uh, the worthy recipient, would you think? I mean, from from your writing p- perspective. Yeah, well, completely. He is
0: a true all rounder. Um, his kind of new sense is he, he, is exceptional. The amount of uh, of stories he's broken and uh, and infor- informed with with things like the the hundred. I could go on, uh, and then his his analysis of uh, of actual bat and ball. Cricket is, you know, is sattington on as well. He's he's a very worthy recipient. Shows
1: the changing nature of uh, of media as well, because George primarily online his pieces. That's the way the world seems to be going, doesn't
0: it? It is, yeah. Um, it, it's becoming more and more prominent. It, it's amazing how how the kind of world has changed when I started in 2005, when <laughs> I mean, there are plenty around uh, around the circuit who are. Who have been going far longer than me, but I started in 2005, and there was only just internet in 2005. You know, we were only just starting to get to grips with that.
1: Well, I remember when I first started; it was around, It was just after that time at Yorkshire, and I walked into the press box, and every single desk in the old press box used to have, still had the phone connections yeah.
0: Yeah, copy, um, on there. Copy.
1: People phoning their copies was, through with somebody else writing it down yeah. the other end or typing it out the other end for them. Exactly. And whereas they now bang through on an email,
0: isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, and, and again, like, you know, as you said, with that comes websites, and, uh, you know, they are king, aren't they, at the moment? And, and George, is, George is at the, the kind of forefront of it all, really.
1: Yeah, many congratulations to George DeBell, who gets the badger for the Cricket Writer of the Year. The next award, Graham, is for the Player of the Year in the budget for Player of the Year. Four nominations in this category. We're going to start off with Joss Butler, the England wicketkeeper batsman, brought back into the test fold by Ed Smith and has repaid that faith. And then some. Kane Williamson, the New Zealander, captain of the test team, just churns out the runs left, right and centre. Rashid Khan, the Afghan leg spinner, particularly in one-day cricket, absolutely top of the world. And Virat Kohli, the India captain, And batsman extraordinaire. If you'd like to open the envelope, sir. Virat Kohli. Virat Kohli, the India Test captain. Been fantastic in all formats. It's not just this year. It's over the last 10 years, isn't it? But uh, dominates the, uh, the scene. Always does the business for his team. And I think a very worthy recipient of Player of the Year. I mean, I think that
0: category is, is very, very strong because you look at something like a Ken Williams, I, I realise it's it, just a little bit of a snapshot here, but the performance he kind of returned it, it, in the UAE for New Zealand against Pakistan when they won that series, uh, a shot win, was quite exceptional. That final test in Abu Dhabi was 87 and a century second innings as well. I, I mean, that is a fair achievement. And I think then, if
1: it was an award for batsmen to bat for your life, that old kind of sit down and Chat question: Kane Williamson would be probably top of the list for me in that. Because he, yeah. you know, if you wanted somebody to go in there and, and maintain his wicket um, for you to stay alive, I think Kane Williamson would be the man.
0: Yeah, but but I mean, Coley, he, he's so hard to to usurp, isn't he? Despite the fact that he's you know yet to really fire in in the ongoing series in Australia, but what he does is is quite exceptional. The way the way he plays his cricket as well, I realised that that there have been there have been the odd question mark about his aggression. He had that kind of battle with with Tim Payne, quite amusing battle, didn't he? Which was shown on Stump Mike. The way that he bats is just it's just box office to watch. Yeah, absolutely superb. The Rolls Royce of cricket
1: in the uh, modern era, Virat Kohli. Congratulations to you, sir. <laughs> The uh, penultimate award of this glitzy, I mean that doesn't really do it justice, glitzy ceremony is the Team of the Year and the Badger nominations for Team of the Year are the England ODI side led by Owen Morgan, favourites for the World Cup and uh, had a fantastic rise to number one berth in the international rankings. Worcestershire Rapids, they beat all and sundry to get through to the finals day at Edgbaston. And beyond everybody's expectations, I think, they were by no means the favourites going into finals day, um, lifted the trophy, led by Moina Ali on the pitch and Kevin Sharp off it. Adelaide Strikers, the winners of the Big Bash 7 incarnation, head coached by Jason Gillespie. Superb performance to uh, land that title. Surrey, the winners after so long of the county championship, super performance, won it. They looked like winners from about halfway through the season and they just carried on looking like winners all the way through to the end of the season. So there's a few nominations, Graeme. If you could do the honours, open up the envelope and tell us who are the Badger Team of the Year.
0: Surrey's nomination continues.
1: They have won the award for Team of the Year. Quite well-deserved as well, I think. They uh, were head and shoulders, I think, above everybody else in the county scene in 2018 in terms of four-day cricket.
0: They they just blew everybody else out of the water, didn't they? Led by runs for Rory Burns at the, at the top of the order and wickets for, for Mornay-Morkel. And everybody else just chipped in around it. Ben Folk's had a had a good year culminating in his corps. The, the test side, as we were saying... Sam Curran earlier on he chipped in the, the that spine of, of burns and, and Morkel were the real drivers behind that team and and their their success was was richly deserved and and it, it would be no surprise to see them repeat it again in 2019
1: absolutely congratulations to everybody down at the oval for winning the budget for team of the year 2018. <laughs> Finally, at the end of the badges presentation ceremony, we're going to give out an award for lifetime achievement in cricket. Services to cricket, things on and off the pitch. Could be anybody, both behind the mic, in front of the camera, or on that pitch. But the winner of the Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018 is Alistair Cook, former England captain, leading test run scorer of all time for the England cricket team. Uh, He has uh, made the transition now out of international cricket and I saw him the other day. He was at The Sports Personality of the Year awards um, nominated for the uh, Champagne Moment or whatever their term was for it of the year. And for that fantastic final farewell Test match, where he scored a big hundred and walked off chest out, um, saluting the crowd at the Oval. I think you'd agree, Graham. Well deserved.
0: Yeah, he's been the, the market leader for England, England's Test team, hasn't he? Over the last well, the last 15 years or so, with you know, with the bat, Jimmy Anderson, with with the ball, and, and as you were you were saying about sports personality Anderson was nominated there for the the top award but yeah Cook I mean what what a career what a career and and unfortunately for opposition bowlers we're going to see so much more of him in county cricket over the next two or three years for for Essex and and that's going to be a big boost to them but he's not the sort of
1: guy that's going to just go through the motions on the county scene either is he he, whenever he goes back to Essex he
0: still churns the runs out no but there's been so many um, yeah, he yeah, hasn't always been the prettiest bat- batsman to watch. He certainly isn't in, in, in the colder category of uh, box office players, but he just churns out the runs left, right, and centre. Um, his mental approach to batting is, is, as, is as impressive as anybody's, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a richly deserved award.
1: If it's any consolation, Alistair, Graham Hardcastle isn't the prettiest writer to watch either.
0: It's that badger style
1: thank you very much for all your votes on Twitter and your nominations on Twitter that is much appreciated and that concludes Cricket Budget Radio Show Podcast Awards for 2018 that just leaves me to say very happy Christmas to Graham Hardcastle and a very happy Christmas to every single one of you thank you for listening to the podcast over the 2018 year we'll be back next week with the uh, best of compilation to round off the, uh, the year but thank you very very much for listening to the Cricket Budget Radio Show podcast over the course of 2018 we'll be back in 2019 with more guests and more chat and uh, Graham, Happy Christmas and a Happy New Year to you You too Thank you very much We'll see you at the Oscars when uh, when I'm sure we'll get the call to, to host that Glitzy Awards ceremony
0: uh, I think we've done a, a seamless job there in, in, in summing up the year
1: I imagine as soon as I turn my phone back on that call will come I don't think there's any doubt about it Thank you Graeme no and uh, all the best to you mate See you soon
0: That badger style. Sports Social Podcast Network.